And next DevTools is bringing that. Uh, you can integrate it, and it's also going beyond that because it also integrates with your uh, IDs, like Visual Studio Code, and uh, you can expect uh, many features like buttons. Uh, if you want to debug your application, you don't have to write lots of complex comments. It just works like a, comp like a button. Welcome to the JS World Podcast, powered by passionate people. Here we interview our speakers from the JS World Conference. We talk life, tech, and all sorts of things. Like what we have to offer? Like and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on at JSWorldConf on Twitter. Hi, welcome to another episode of the JS World Podcast. My name is Christopher. I work as a consultant at Passionate People. And right next to me is... Constantine, also named as Kisu, so I work also for passionate people. I'm Nuggets Ambassador and helper on Stack Overflow. And we also have... I'm Puya. Uh, I'm a consultant at passionate people. I work on open source Next, and yeah. Also, my nickname is PI0. It's not PO, it's PI0. Because I like P number. Ah, I like PI right, number. Right, PI. Yeah. PI0. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you check his uh, the, um, GitHub the donation page, you can see that it's uh, following all the PI numbers, so three. Then 31, then 340. Exactly. Yeah. Nice GitHub.com slash pi zero. Yeah. Also, I have a special error code uh, 314. It's pi zero. It's, re it's not reserved. You can use okay. this status code. Oh, and in my really? home server, with when you reach it, uh, it's the same status code. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Cool. That's <laughs> nice. That, that means you must really love the number pi. But I don't know why, to be honest. More, more importantly, do you like actual pi? Apple pie? I think those people like it. Apple they love pie? It. But what about you, though? I mean, since we're talking about pie, now I'm hungry for pie, actually. <laughs> Can we get some pie, please? <laughs> yes, uh... some pie. Can we get some pie, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I love pies. Other raspberry pies, any pie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got us. He got I can us. find a girlfriend called pie. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Hey, so you, got, uh, you just got off stage. How, um, how was the talk? How did it go? Well, to be honest, uh, I'm so super happy because usually I never prepare myself. I can't believe I never practice. Like I uh, find my divorce uh, I, it, when I'm writing the slides, but I never practice like what I'm going to talk about. Hmm. Because uh, like usually I just look at the audience. I want to just feel them. And similar to a class, like when I was teaching university, I was just feeling the audience, like what they're expecting and just try, try to generate the words. It's like, you know, a risky game because you can just fuck up. Yeah. But, uh, I'm super happy. It was nice presentation. Uh, I tried to explain everything uh, inside Nux, what's going on uh, since past two years. Because uh, especially in past uh, two, two years, uh, when I was at stage here, I was promising something uh, going beyond full stack. And this year, we are actually there. So yeah, I was super excited to just uh, mention about this, that uh, this was a result of the two years after what we promised, we finally got there. Wow, that's nice. That's yeah. really nice. It's super nice to get back in real life. Uh, it, I mean, right? It's finally, we have a proper in-person conference again yeah. with a full house, which is amazing because I don't think we... I don't remember we had a full house before, but I'm not sure. So yeah. don't pin me on that, but I think this is the first time that we've had a full house. This is the second day running. Tomorrow, same thing. It's a full house. That's cool. So um, I, I'm just looking up like the, the, the program and the things that, that are written here about the speakers. And... Um, what I'm actually wondering about is, is you focused on the Nitro part specifically, Nux3, right? It's a hard question. I... Can, you, can, you, can you give uh, the people like the elevator pitch of Nitro? 
Okay, uh, I'm stressed now. Uh, well, uh, Nitro is... Sorry, uh, not, the main, not, not meant to put you on the spot, so... Basically, yeah. Uh, Nitro started as uh, something fun to explore, but uh, it's kind of like uh, not only the foundation engine for Nitro 3, uh, but it's also something like an idea. Uh, moving away from uh, a dependence, uh, an ecosystem that was depending on special, specific platforms uh, like AWS, like everyone knows about AWS, but what if you change your decision? Uh, so the idea is to uh, make everything agnostic, uh, remove these uh, locks uh, and make everything uh, free. So you can just choose uh, your own platform you like and write the code uh, in one way uh, that you learn and you can just change your decision later on or you can create your own ideas on top of it. So it's basically like uh, an open framework uh, that you can make any server uh, using it and you can deploy it everywhere. Uh, it's all depending on you, how you are going to use it. And Nux is using it in one specific way, but there are many possible other ways. So Nit Nitro would be usable on its own without Nux? Yes. Yep. And also what is really nice is that usually when you have companies, they kind of struggle to move from a platform to another one because there are always some edge cases and so this will really remove any boundaries regarding, all oh, right, so this is not good enough, can we migrate? Yeah, nowadays it's like, oh no, because it won't take us weeks and months, but with this kind of agnostic solution, you can just move whenever you like in just a few minutes or hours and that's all. So what would you, can you name one of those edge cases then, where, where you would run into the issue like, hey, for, now we're, we're locked in, we need to have a couple of weeks of development yeah, as opposed for, to... For example, if you take into account uh, Cloudflare workers, uh, this is a specific place where you don't have all the APIs that you can expect in an address environment, and also you have some space limitations. Uh, yeah, there are plenty of, yeah, plenty of them. I don't know all the technical sides of it, but I know that there is uh, enough struggle for a DevOps team to like, oh no man, not again, you know, so yeah, this is a really welcome solution, especially regarding that now we have Netlify, Vercel, AWS, everybody is like thinking edge uh, side rendering, so this is really welcome and perfect. So thanks for that. I, I fully agree with your opinions. Uh, exactly, it's like whenever you want to change a decision, uh, move away from something to other, other thing, you can just do this. But also more importantly, uh, I sometimes uh, just want to discover a new platform. And uh, for exploring something, uh, I don't want to spend time. I just want to quickly see, okay, if, what if my code is run in a completely different setup? And uh, using an abstraction like Nitro, uh, you can just try it without any code changes. It's not a matter of hours, it's a matter of a few seconds. So I, so I could say, like, uh, I've, I've deployed my entire application to AWS environment, yes. for example, using the power of Nitro, I could easy, as easily switch to uh, an Azure, yep. G-Cloud, yes. any other cloud provider or any other service provider. That's of course you can. Okay. And, and I mean, G-Cloud is still, like, somehow similar to the one, but if you take something really uh, different, it still works, so, yeah. Provided it's supported by Nitro. Provided you can run JS on this kind of environment. Okay. So, so that's that's the only requirement. It yeah. needs to be able to have a JS runtime. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it can run on Node.js, V8, or any kind of appropriate um, exotic uh, Do you know? environment. Yeah, of course. Do you know These are supported, indeed. Right. Cool. That's that's pretty cool. This gets me more excited again to, to <laughs> dive into Nux 3. I, yeah. I keep on telling, like on the, on the previous episodes with other speakers as well, like I'm, I'm a, a Vue.js new, right? I had my first experience last October. 
I dove into Vue, I dove into Nux, Nux 2 specifically, because we're still waiting on Nux 3. <laughs> but yeah, what about Nux 3, man? <laughs> no, but, so but it's, like it's, it. a, it's a really nice sort of ecosystem to work with. It's nice, it's easy, it's it's, it's very clean separation. Uh, but hearing a tool like this would have saved us so much pain in the applications that I work on, because, you know, it's, it's easy to do service like rendering, and it's platform agnostic, which is super awesome. So is, is there... As I said, like you focused specifically on Nitro with the talk, but are there any other aspects of Nux3 that get you just as excited? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, as uh, it, I think it was an online conference I also mentioned, uh, something that is really exciting me about Nux3 is the DevTools that is coming. So uh, it's important to be agnostic, to have advanced features like deploying to any platform, but it's also important to have a really nice experience when you're getting started with something, especially like if you are not familiar with something like Vue, uh, if you're not familiar with working with command line tools like a terminal, you have to have like a good experience, uh, just get you started. And Next DevTools is bringing that. Uh, you can integrate it and it's also going beyond that because it also integrates with your uh, IDs, like Visual Studio Code, and uh, you can expect uh, many features like buttons. Uh, if you want to debug your application, you don't have to write lots of complex commands. It just works like a, com like a button. And yeah, like sky would be the limit after that. Uh, wow. Like things like uh, playground with uh, components, uh, working with your API endpoints. If you want to try them, you can directly do that right inside your ID or in a cloud platform. If you don't have any ID, that's cool. In, I think that's probably even more exciting than Nitro. Because it, the way it sounds to me, then is just that one of the focus uh, points of Nux3 is like uh, lowering the barrier for developers to work with the toolset, right? Yep. Um, I think it's for, a really good philosophy. Is, is that something you try to do with, with all things uh, when it comes to Vue.js and, 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 and Nux? Like making the barrier lower for yep. people to use the tools? Yeah, and this is exactly what uh, Daniel Rowe will talk about uh, in his talk about the exactly. X in Next. Um, he actually uh, just asked for a few feedbacks on Twitter of anybody, you know, like, oh, what would you like in Next? And so he gathered all the ideas to just improve the product. So, yeah. And also, uh, we didn't mention it, but uh, Nitro is not really meant to be view-specific. It's really meant to be used by anybody. Mm -hmm. And some people uh, already use some tools that the NGS organization, so it's like uh, the organization to remove any dependencies. Um, some people are already using their tools, uh, like IPX for images, while they don't even know that this is Puya working on it. So this is nice because it's not all, uh, just thinking, oh, all right, we have this thing in view. No, it's like everybody can have access to it. So it's not a view-bound thing. That's yeah. Cool. So is this it, is really interesting so, and so exciting. So people are already, already using it, but is it, is it widely known that Nitro is not view or not specific? It will come, I think. By time, we will. Uh, I, Otherwise, we're going to make it really clear for the people watching right now that like, Nitro is not view, <laughs> not specific. Well, uh, to the audience, use view, please. Use Nice, please. <laughs> I love them. And I can't imagine like writing a website without Nice, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, always having the possibility is nice, isn't it? And uh, Nice is a little bit opinionated. So with Nitro, we can di try different setups of view as well. I'm trying to look it up here. Nitro Edge, I see. That's the package, right? Nitro Edge? Uh, Nitro Edge, uh, uh, yeah, it's like uh, the latest release after each commit. It's like a release kernel. Okay. So it's 
yeah. we we may put some links under the yeah. in the show notes to uh, to people to explore yeah, afterwards. We'll put it up yeah. in, the, in the comments. Yeah, it'd be nice. That's really cool. So, um, in our interviews, we always like to, to round off with a question for every speaker. Um, we are very interested in, do you have, for us and for people listening in and watching the video, do you have a developer life hack or a life hack in general that you've recently discovered, or maybe in the last year or so, that you would like to share? Oh my god, that's our question. <laughs> yeah, I do agree. <laughs> That's a really hard question. Uh, I like I like asking the really hard questions, like <laughs> the tough questions. So I mean, uh, the developer hacks that uh, in past year I was trying to experiment because of coronavirus, I was all at home. So I was exploring some smart home uh, things, uh, ideas, and there is open source framework called uh, Home Assistant. Uh, if you're a developer, uh, I would suggest you to try it. Uh, you can just make some crazy ideas uh, on top of it. So name what have, what have you created? Uh, what I have created. Yes. So I, <laughs> I bought very cheap Chinese uh, equipments like uh, LED strips, and I made them smart. And it's it was a waste of uh, money because like uh, like when you open the cases, you see like there are some advanced chipsets inside it. They just are not having the software. So if you are a hacker, mm. if you know you know some basic Python or JavaScript, you can just make it more smart. Uh, you can make it like Bluetooth uh, uh, LED strip maybe uh, to Wi-Fi strip, which is like costing. Mm. 60 times probably more. So yeah. this is something I, as a hobby I do. I enhance the hardware. Uh, so it's using exi the, the existing hardware yes. that's already in there, but because it's a bit programmed, you hook into that and then... Exactly. How do you, how do you hook into an LED strip? Uh, as a matter of documentation, you can just uh, you know look at some yeah. version numbers. You can just read more about docs. And actually, it was interesting because uh, one of the equipments I uh, opened uh, I saw the documentation, and uh, the circuit was exactly the same as documentation in an example. Hmm. Like the manufacturer just used the example to create the hardware. Wow! And yeah. so that makes it that makes it easier. To exactly, work. and yeah. I, I could just uh, see that how the wiring is, is working. Sometimes exploring things like this uh, makes me amazed uh, because uh, you know programming is one part is uh, just coding, but exploring with something physical uh, yeah. for me is more exciting. So do, do, you, do you have some motherboards that sometimes you do solder or this kind of electronical stuff? Yeah, or I have kind of like okay. a garbage you know, of <laughs> nice. like things that I just broken. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you still need to get like some low level basics and how assembler works or these kind of things. But yeah, it's really fun. I do agree. I did a bit of that. Uh, at university and it's really fun to, to you know, like you, you have some piece of hardware and at the end, it's like a working thing with software. I'm like, oh man, I'm so proud of you, my baby. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, back when I was still working at an agency, they had the idea to create, you know, the the, the, the garden gnomes that if you walk past it goes. Mm, yeah. You know, the I know this the one. <laughs> they wanted to replace the, uh, the the microarray and put in a Google Assistant, which is pretty funny. So you could talk to your garden gnome as if it were a Google Assistant. And just make a sound. Yeah. Anyway, you would have the it's omnidirectional cool. mic, so you could stack that on top of something like a Pi. You know, you had the, the top hats, yeah. the different mics. But it never got to fruition, unfortunately. We never got past the prototype stage. But I don't know, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of experience with actual electronics. But that was, yeah. that was fun. It was indeed a lot Exactly. Of fun. That's the point. Like, it's something new, you know? It's something, it's a different interface. It requires a different way of approaching things because it's not just, it's not just web dev, which you're familiar with, right? 
You need yeah. to know the circuitry. You need to know yeah. what things to operate, which thing or which switch to, to throw so that something happens. Exactly. And to the audience, I would say uh, you, you should never like fear of exploring new things. Like you don't even have uh, to have like uh, electronics experience to get started. You can just buy like a Raspberry Pi or like a development kit. And it's like master programming. So I just put a disclaimer on that because like if you jump from a plane without a parachute, it's kind of risky. So everything without just parachute jumping. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe just not go into soldering <laughs> just yet. Buy a Raspberry Pi. I think that's yeah. The, the, right? This is really nice because it costs like twenty bucks, and you can mess up with it. You can fry it. It's not a big deal. But uh, if you buy a real computer, yeah, it's a bit more don't, annoying. Yeah. Don't 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 buy uh, a nice PC. So yeah. Or just call Puya. So, or, <laughs> actually, what's his phone number again? Let's put that in the every day, like, Puya, can you please help me? Well, actually, as a spoiler, by the way, uh, in my new plug, something uh, I'm exploring in my home actually is a combination of Nitro and a board called ESP. It's like seven bucks, you can't believe. It's a Wi Fi board, and uh, you can kind of run JavaScript on it. So, something it's that I'm trying to do is to run Nitro on that board. And really? just imagine you can write code that runs on a seven bucks. Oh. And imagine you, you have your next app on your watch and you can deploy it from your watch uh, you with this way. I can actually swipe. do that. Uh, I, also, I have a terminal in my watch. All right. <laughs> I actually try to run Nux. It doesn't have enough memory, but oh. maybe we can optimize it. Okay, later. So maybe, maybe that's like the next step then. Get JavaScript to run with less memory. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for no coming worries. on, man. This has been a real blast. This was fun. Thanks so much. And yeah. as well as our, our special guest, Constantine, here, because we've not seen Constantine on the podcast before. So, uh, thank you for having me. A big thank you. Thanks for having me too. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening, and until the next one.